0: Hi, I'm Joel Kreisberg,
1: and I'm Reggie Mara, and we're here to talk about the difference or the contrast between behavioral and developmental approaches to coaching.
0: So we're going to start out with a question or two questions and ask you to think about. So when you're, when you're coaching, are you focusing on what the client is doing and working with them to either get better at it, to add a new way of doing it, or stop doing something that is getting in the way of doing it?
1: Or are you working with creating awareness of how they see what they're doing, how they feel about it, and what motivates their behavior? In other words, looking for a more complex understanding with the potential for mastering new skills.
0: So we're going to talk about behavioral approach or a developmental approach. And this is really important to us because it seems like a behavior or a Focusing on behavior and health coaching is very common. And so we want to help give a language to this so that we can distinguish. It's not that one's right or wrong, right? They're different. Okay. And there are times when behavior is really important, like when running a marathon. And there's other times where uh, we're suggesting, or I believe, that, uh, that a more complex or a developmental approach is key to making the type of deep changes that people want to see in their health. Can you give us an example, Reggie, of uh, so just a, a story that might help us exemplify behavior versus developmental?
1: Well, sure. I mean, just one that, that I like, and I say this with with great respect to surgeons, because I have two artificial hips, but if you consider a, a surgeon who develops a brand new uh, procedure and gets, gets very, very good at performing the procedure and even teaches it, um, that's a very complex skill and a behavior change, um, but it doesn't require a developmental move or more awareness. But if the same surgeon actually becomes ill or gets injured and must enter the hospital now as a patient and goes through the entire um, surgical procedure as a patient, he or she might come out or almost definitely will come out with a shift in perspective, right? Um, a, A change in how they see their work as a surgeon, how they feel about it and what motivates them because now they'll know how the patient feels about it. So there's a whole different developmental move or, or perspective that they got based on this experience.
0: Yeah, that's a good example. So when we, you know, when we say shifting perspective or advancing different ways, I tend to think of thinking or cognitive feeling emotional, motivational, why am I doing that, which could be, is that internally motivated or externally motivated, we can talk a little bit about that, what, whether my, what, how I understand things intuitively, I can build that, what my behaviors are, which is still very similar, and then also somatic, what are my, my body capacities, so those are all different approaches that come into play when we look at a a developmental perspective.
1: Yeah, I think and I think that's really important because beyond just the behavior, you know, what I heard you refer to there, we could call domains or intelligences, but for development to take place, we are complex beings, we humans are. and I, I think it's really essential that we realize development takes place across the spectrum of these multiple domains or intelligences for a human being. And if we're not paying attention to, some of them, not necessarily all of them every moment, but at least to some of them beyond just the behavior, um, we're losing the opportunity to really uh, develop ourselves as coaches, but even more importantly, um, to help our clients develop.
0: Yeah, that's good. So, of course, we went and focused on developmental, which is what we favor (laughs) in our conversation. So let's just go back to behavior so we can really understand behavioral approaches or what a behavioral approach is because it, it actually, you know, is, is useful. I mean, the one that I like to think of is a lot of approaches to diet are behavioral. Okay. okay? So, in, in, you know, it's, it's like becoming aware of what I'm doing, what I'm eating. Okay. Asking people to stop eating certain things. So become aware of different choices and stop eating things. Start eating more of certain types of things. Right. Yeah. Keep eating foods that you might be eating that you're doing already right? Change your focus from eating one type of food to another, right? I may ask someone to, you know, do more activity, okay? But if I'm asked to do more activity, often it's the activities that I often already like to do in some way. And so, you see, the focus, I keep saying the word doing when I talk about a behavioral approach.
1: Yeah. Well, oh, and I, that, that's a great example. I know, just a real personal note, when I stopped running, I ran for over 25 years and I was a, a decent middle of the pack runner um when i could no longer run because of the problems i had with my hips i had to relearn how to eat basically um i I had to change how i ate and that was a behavioral change um it was portion control and it was i'd never had a weight problem per se but i was no longer burning you know several thousand calories a day as a runner so I had to change my behavior in order to address that. Yeah.
0: yeah. And so it's a really important piece. I notice it with my ki- my kids, my kids go when that, you know, when my oldest kid is a professional athlete and I watched him uh, in high school just eat what he ate and not be able to balance his energy. And as he became more interested in being a, a, an elite athlete, he had to learn what it takes to eat really well and to have the capacity to actually, you know, play, you know, an hour and a half of basketball every night, every day. So that was a, he took a very behavioral approach, had to learn the kind of foods that were going to make a difference. Mm -hmm. But in a lot of ways, what he was doing is already within his domain of, you know, it wasn't, he didn't physically eat differently, essentially. So it's getting better at what he's already doing is one way of thinking of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was already eating. He wasn't going to stop eating, but he had to do it in a, in a, in a more constructive or a exactly. more intelligent way. Yeah,
0: right. A more constructive way. Yeah. Right. And so we think that's what we mean by a behavioral approach. And so there's nothing a matter with a behavioral approach. However, there's a difference between a behavioral approach and what some language a vertical approach or a, de- a developmental approach, which is has to do with mastering a more of a variety of skills versus just the behavior. So when we say a variety of skills we use the word of, do, of domains or intelligences what are the most com- the more common ones that we use so what do you what are you paying attention to often
1: Reggie um you know, more often than not it's it's cognitive you know what I'm actually aware of or what the client is aware of emotional you know, emotional intelligence um, is, is increasingly popular nowadays somatic bo- a real body based awareness is important um, motivational you know why is why am I or why is somebody doing this? Um, and also, uh, moral is a big deal. Um, in some ways, it's considered passe, but you know, what should I do in a, in a given moment is, is, is part of my toolkit as well. Any, anything else that, that, you know, I didn't mention that, that you would add?
0: Well, you know what, I, I want to actually, well, the one is intuitive. So it's like, what do I intrinsically, yeah. you know, what, what do I naturally feel like doing or the intuitive? But I want to go back to motivational because I think motivational is such a useful piece in coaching and there is a lot of motivation. Um, motivation we often set up into intrinsic motivation and extrinsic motivation. Sure. So often a behavioral approach uses extrinsic motivation, yeah. as whereas what we in a, in, a, in a in a developmental approach we're trying to shift to a more intrinsic type of motivation and so how do we do, how do we get shift to more intrinsic motivation how do we access more intrinsic motivation how do you do that
1: yeah, well the, the first thing i think uh, I, I keep on coming back to the idea of creating awareness mm-hmm. um, in order to be intrinsically motivated to do something i or my client needs to understand my values or my desires and what it is I truly want. Um, Otherwise, I'll be open to all kinds of extrinsic uh, motivation and punishments and rewards coming from outside. So the first step for me is awareness.
0: Yeah, so I really like that. So so you become aware of what's important to me, Right. right? And then I try and align my behavior to reflect what's important to me Right, because I spent the time getting to understand what's deeply important to me. So you see intuitive is wrapped up in that, because that intuitive is partly what's important to me, but also motivation's moving intrinsic mm-hmm. and rather than, than than having motivation be I wanna okay, so I wanna lose weight. I wanna lose weight because I wanna weigh two forty. Well, why is that important to me? Well, that's partly because I, I will feel differently. Mm-hmm. Inside, I may emotionally feel differently, right? But it's also really uh, there's some deep part of me that feels um, like uh, I guess there's a way that I want to really be my healthiest. I want to be perform at my peak level. I want to you know have the biggest impact on the world. That's a real internal motivation. It's a if I can access that, that almost becomes the fuel. For making the behavioral change, so we still have behaviors in a developmental perspective and a developmental.
1: Yeah, and and as you were speaking, and I was surprised to hear this because I didn't think I was even going to mention the moral intelligence or line before. Um, But but basically, what you were just speaking about—what is it that motivates me? What should I do for myself, for my family, or my coworkers, or for the world at large? Um, that ties in with moral intelligence and moral reasoning. So they all really, um, well, they can be teased apart in certain ways. There's definitely an interconnection among these domains or intelligences.
0: Yeah. So in, in, in a vertical, I mean, or in a, well, I I'm vertical, but in a developmental approach, we're is therefore we're we're sort of gaining awareness of these broader domains, which allows us to improve a variety of skills, mm-hmm. and through that complexity of skill development, we can now improve the behavior, because we're actually coming to the behavior from a different perspective. Basically,
1: yeah, I mean, telling someone or suggesting to someone or getting them to convince themselves that behavior change is necessary or helpful can work, but in the absence of the awareness of why I'm doing this, what my motivation is, um, there's a good chance that the behavioral change will not stick as long as it might with increased awareness of motivation and um, uh, just you know the, the reason for doing it.
0: Right. So the key words I hear, and then we're going to wrap up, are w- increased awareness yeah. Right. of mastering skills, but a, a variety of skills leading to I- improved outcomes in changing of behavior.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with that. And I, and I have a bias on that. I think I've mentioned creating awareness four or five times, so and that's definitely a bias I have to go there first. But you know, just creating a new awareness in the absence of any behavioral change needed isn't good enough either. So I'm, I'm right. I'm so we
0: still have the behavior. So let's go back to our original question. So mm-hmm. so 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 now, you, if you're listening, reflect on: as a health coach, are you focusing on what your client is doing and working with them either getting better at? how they do it, adding a new way of doing something, stopping doing something that they've already been doing,
1: or... Yeah, or are you working with creating awareness of how they see what they're doing, how they feel about it, what motivates their behavior, and then looking for a more complex understanding with the potential for mastering new skills that will lead to change behavior. So there's a, you know, there's a significant contrast between those, those two approaches
0: so it would be a, it's a great it's a reflection that you can take off into your day of, of uh, and actually it's not even if you're coaching in a way it's how you interact with people and how you make change in your own life or how we make change in our life and uh, you know we do both
1: yeah for sure well this is Joel Kreisberg signing out this is Reggie Maurer saying goodbye and thank you for joining us